Welcome to Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. Now here's your host, Dr. Katrina Forseth, a missionary serving as state director of CEF of Illinois. It was February 2020 when my CF staff and I gathered together for what would be our last face-to-face in-person meeting before COVID hit. Of course, we had no idea what was in store or how this whole COVID fallout would affect our lives, our ministry, and even our whole world up until this day. But that day at the meeting, the Lord put on my heart a desire to share a devotional with my staff from God's Word to give them a picture of encouragement. If ever there was a man who needed a picture of encouragement, it was Zerubbabel. We read about Zerubbabel in the Old Testament from the book of Zechariah in about 535 B.C. Zerubbabel was God's chosen servant through whom God would accomplish his plan for his people. After 70 years of the Jewish people's captivity in Babylon, God sovereignly appointed Cyrus, king of Persia, to commission Zerubbabel to lead the Jewish people back to their homeland in Jerusalem and to charge them with the task of rebuilding the temple, the house of the Lord. You know, at first, everything in the temple building project went great. The people put their whole hearts into the work. And by the second year, in the second month, the Bible says the foundation of the house of the Lord was complete. But almost as soon as this first marker was reached, that's when the problems arose, both from within and without. First, the problems from within. As soon as the foundation temple was laid, some of the Jewish people shouted with great joy. But others, the Bible tells us, wept aloud with great tears because they lamented the size of the temple compared to what they had known before. Then the word of the Lord would come to the prophet Zechariah, to Zerubbabel and speak to him and to the people saying, do not despise the day of small beginnings. But why would God say that? Well, the obvious reason was because God wasn't done yet. How could they have known that one day God would use another secular ruler, King Herod, over 500 years later to expand the same temple foundation that they had laid, lengthen the court and raise the inner and outer wall so that this second temple would become even more magnificent in structure than perhaps even Solomon's first temple? But if we do a skip, jump, and hop comparing the Old Testament to its fulfillment in the New Testament, we see the greatest reason why God said to his people, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Through the prophet Haggai, God also said to Zerubbabel this promised word. God said, yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, be strong, all you people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Fear not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts, and in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord. Now did Zerubbabel understand all these promises? Probably not, but he believed God's word. Do we today understand all these promises? Probably not, yet still by faith, we believe God's word. How could Zerubbabel have known that in a little while, over 500 years later, 
the promised one would himself come and enter into this very temple, both in his youth and then as a man, not only proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the people daily from the temple, but also this promised one would then cleanse the temple with his righteousness and by the sacrifice of his own blood suffer outside the city gates, giving his life as a payment, as a final offering for sin, as the promised lamb of God. But you know, we can't stop there for the promise is still not done. The scriptures declare that one day in a little while, the same promised one will come again in power and glory descending in the clouds and will reign and rule from Jerusalem, the city of the great king. This promised one who is the very promised son of David, the Lord Jesus Christ, will come to set up his eternal kingdom without end. His very glory will fill the future house of the Lord, the holy temple, and all the nations, the Bible says, shall come and worship him, bowing down and confessing with their tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord. What a promise God has made to his people. God wanted Zerubbabel and the people to finish the work that God had called them to do and not despise the day of small beginnings. Even when God's people couldn't see or comprehend the grandeur of God's plan, God was still at work among his people to accomplish his eternal plan. And the same is true for us as his people today. Do you ever wonder, what is God doing? Or why is God taking so long? Or have you ever thought to yourself, all is hopeless and lost in our nation and in our world. There is no plan. God has a message for us still today. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. God is still at work, God is still in control, and God will accomplish his eternal plan. So even when you cannot see or understand, trust his plan. But not only did God's people have problems from within, they also had problems from without. When Israel's enemies saw that the temple foundation was laid, they stepped up their attack. At first, the Samaritans of the land, they tried to persuade Zerubbabel to let them join in the work so they could infiltrate the temple building promise and they could compromise the true worship of the Lord. When that didn't work, their adversaries accelerated their attack by spreading discouragement and by causing outright trouble, anything to slow down and to stop God's people from doing God's work. They even hired lying counselors and corrupt officials who had access to rulers and kings, all to illegally frustrate the people through a tangled web of lies and blatant deceit, all to cause the temple work by issued executive decrees to cease. The Jewish people felt deflated, discouraged, despondent, and even defeated. Then after 15 years of ceasing from building the temple, God sent his messengers, the prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, to encourage God's people and to recommission Zerubbabel to finish the work. But God knew that Zerubbabel needed a little bit more. He needed a personal touch. God knew his servant Zerubbabel needed to have a picture of encouragement that God would indeed build this house through him as God's chosen vessel, but it would not be done by his own might, by his own power, but by the Spirit, saith the Lord. So what was this picture of encouragement that God gave to him? It was a vision picture of a golden candlestick with a bowl on top with seven lampstands setting on top of the bowl with seven interconnected pipes and then two olive trees standing on either side of the golden candlestick with an olive branch on both sides, one on the left and one on the right, connecting to that bowl filled with oil. What a strange picture. And then the angel, the messenger of the Lord, asked Zerubbabel, do you understand what these things are? Zerubbabel responded, No, my Lord. He didn't have a clue. 
How in the world would this picture of a golden candlestick with a bowl, seven lampstands, and seven pipes, and two olive trees, and connecting branches, how was that supposed to encourage him and God's people to finish building the temple? The answer was, by the Spirit of the Lord. Zechariah 4, 6 says, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So what does this picture of encouragement mean? It is a picture of God's endless supply by his spirit to his people. In the Lord, by his spirit, we have an endless supply of his power and his might to meet our every need. No matter our obstacles, our difficulties, or challenges, in the Lord, by his spirit, we have everything we need. Several years ago, in 2015, God brought a special group of people together to build a new CEF local chapter in southern Illinois. But looking back, I can see that it wasn't because of us or really anything to do with us. It was all because of what God was doing who laid the foundation from the ground up, even from the beginning. At first, there was only one after-school Good News Club, and then two. But through those Good News Clubs, God raised up a special volunteer, Robin Williams, whom God used to light a fire under, and along with her pastor and local church, and then this one burning candle became a flame. CF mobilizational meetings were held, prayer meetings, and a banquet, and then before you could almost blink, a local committee for Southern Illinois was formed. This new local chapter began to roll up their sleeves and go to work full steam ahead, all to reach children for Christ. Today, this newly born CEF local chapter in Southern Illinois is in over 16 elementary schools sharing with the children of Illinois the good news of the gospel. Praise the Lord. God absolutely used his people to do his work, but it was God who did it all by his power and by his might and through his spirit every step of along the way. And do you want to guess what is the founding verse that the Southern Illinois chapter goes by? It's Zechariah 4, 6, which is a testimony and a constant reminder that is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. You know, this is not only the Lord's word and picture of encouragement for us today, but also to Zerubbabel and to God's people back then. God knew that Zerubbabel had problems both from within and without, and that he needed not only a picture of encouragement, but also God wanted to give to Zerubbabel personally three great promises. Promise one, great mountains moved. Promise two, great grace proclaimed. And promise three, a great ending is on its way. Listen to all three of these great promises God gave to Zerubbabel found in Zechariah 4. Zechariah 4, 7 says, This is the word of the Lord. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone thereof with shoutings crying, Grace, grace unto it. What was God saying here? Whatever great mountain was standing in Zerubbabel's way, God said it would become a plain. The great mountain, it will be moved. But how will it be moved? Not by Zerubbabel's strength, but by God's great grace. Even here, way back in the Old Testament, in the book of Zechariah, we see the biblical principle that everything in this life, both our salvation and our spiritual good works live before holy God, has nothing to do with us, but all because of God's great grace. But what is even more amazing is that God then entrusts us, his people, the recipients of his grace, to then go and proclaim God's great grace to others and then stand back and watch those great mountains move all by the gospel of his grace. Praise the Lord. 
But then God makes one more great promise to Zerubbabel, not only about great mountains moved and great grace proclaimed, but also that God had planned for Zerubbabel a great ending that was on its way. God says in verses 8 through 10, Moreover, the word of the Lord came, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands shall also finish it. For who hath despised the day of small beginnings? There it is. What a great promise. God was assuring Zerubbabel that God had chosen him as his servant, not only to start the work, but also to finish it. God promised Zerubbabel that despite every great mountain, all through God's great grace, he would finish all that God had ordained because God's promised great ending was on its way. But how would this all be done? Just as God had said through the picture of encouragement of his unending supply by his spirit, for it is not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. When I originally shared these verses from Zechariah 4, 6 with my staff, I had no idea that COVID was coming or even what lay ahead. You know, some years, some months, and even some days are more challenging than others. But God has a promised picture of encouragement for his people that God will be with his people and supply all their need every step of the way. During the whole COVID ordeal and even after, we saw God do amazing things and provide opportunities to minister to children in ways that we could never even imagine or provide for us and our needs, even when there seemed to be no way. What God did reminds me of what Hudson Taylor, the missionary to China, once said, God's work done in God's way will never let God supply. This is what we can take hold of, for what is still true today was true back then. Right after God gave to Zerubbabel this picture of encouragement, of endless supply by his spirit and his threefold great promise, the Bible says that Zerubbabel and the people rose up and began to build and finish the work of the Lord all according to God's plan. Do you have a work that you need to finish, an assigned task from the Lord? Do you have a mountain standing in the way? Are you facing problems both from within and without? Take heart, for God is still the miracle worker, the promise keeper, and the way maker yet today. Whatever your difficulty, discouragement, or obstacle, take this promise word from the Lord as a picture of encouragement and a promise of God to you. God will do all that he has promised for his people by the in the supply of his spirit so that his people will complete his work his way. Thank you again for listening to Telling Future Generations. As we remember again today, not only of the Lord's commission to us to rise up and build in doing our service work for the Lord, but also this beautiful picture of encouragement that is found in Zechariah 4.6 that tells us again and again that it is not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit, saith the Lord. Thank you for joining us today for Telling Future Generations, the radio ministry of Child Evangelism Fellowship of Illinois. To learn how you can partner with Child Evangelism Fellowship to reach children in your community, please call 309-688-9699 or visit cefofillinois.com. Please join us again next week at the same time for Telling Future Generations. Tell me again